Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Silvare. Today, I have on, on the show my good friend, Len Ciccio, who is an artist in Manhattan. We had connected through this program that we're doing together called Wealth with God that helps entrepreneurs, Christian entrepreneurs specifically, really do business with God. And it's been great. And we've had a lot of connection and communication since the start of the program. And I thought it'd be a great idea to have him on the podcast. So, Len, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I am, I am great. It's a great day in Manhattan. I don't know what Wisconsin is like, but I think you guys, you guys are flooded like with the snow and everything now, aren't you? Yeah, uh, today was probably the coldest day of the year so far. It's negative four. Wow. Yeah, we get a cold, but I don't know if it really happens like that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to uh, be able to share whatever I can with your, uh, the people here. So uh, yeah, we're excited as well. I know you got a lot uh, to share. Um, you've always been a lot of help for me, and I figured with this conversation that we're about to have you're going to be a lot of help for others great great yeah i feel the same way with you i can see your is that you in the background with the football there yeah that was back in the day when i used to be able to run fast ah, ah, ah. sure you still run pretty fast <laughs> faster than me <laughs> <laughs> well hey i'll take that <laughs> but yeah so just um to get things going here how long have you been an artist uh actually i mean i, I started as a kid i mean when i was five years old that was the first time i i think for me uh it was my second love after pasta <laughs> pasta but it was five years old just drawing and then going through um you know grammar school drawing and then high school painting and then becoming the textile designer i worked in the uh, fashion industry for about 15 years as a textile designer uh, and then I kind of put my fine art aside and I've been doing the fine art now, really focusing on it for the past, oh gosh, about 12 years now. Mm. So that's been the main thing for me right now. I'm working, uh, the architecture of Manhattan, uh, the subways, um, and doing the landscapes in Northern Manhattan, a lot of kind of abstract geometrical design. So I've been doing it full time now for like two and a half years since I was laid off from my job. But it, you know, it's been a great opportunity because we need the time. I need the time. It's a full-time job. Anyways. So. Yeah. And so just picking off on that last part of your answer, the time, um, a lot of people feel like we don't have time. And it's a strange thing because we all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a few things that we've been learning in this Wealth with God class is how to use your time. Um, so how do you do time management? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think time management is the hugest thing, you know, you really have to, uh, I try to go to bed, you know, after I see uh, a card or a discovery on Prime Amazon, <laughs> that's my thing <laughs> of the night, yeah. uh, try to be in bed by like 10.30 so I can get up at 6.30 or 7. Um, but the time management is the biggest thing, I think, for people in art and business. And it's really, it's seeing how you spend your time because it's very easy for people and situations to suck up all your time. Mm -hmm. So you really have to guard your time and what you're doing. And uh, it also, you know, depends on the level where you're at in your career. I mean, the busier you get, the more you have your work in demand, let's say uh, in museums or in corporations and you're doing commission work, your time becomes tighter. Yeah. So, you know, for me right now, it, it's getting up early, getting up early and having some kind of journal or 
uh, work that I look at the night before. It's always good to prepare yourself, as you know, the night before so that, okay, I have some idea. I'm not just getting up and then, oh, what the hell do I do now? Right. Oh, I got to go over here. Oh, I got to eat. Oh, I got to exercise. You know, you, you write down, you, you plan. And then as you plan, you, you work your schedule around that. And if sometimes things happen that, you know, you got to do something and it comes up, it comes up and you handle it. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that always seems to happen. Um, something always seems to come up, but the more prepared you are for the things around your daily pattern. Um, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing, you know, it's, uh, but it, it can be done. It's just, it's a discipline. Yeah, it really is. Helps. You know, it's easy to be sloppy uh, and it's just as easy to be uh, articulate. And when you watch your time, it's, it's habits, habit patterns. You have to start doing That's all, you know? Yeah. Well, and then uh, to continue, I think something that's a precursor to time management is, is passion. And that's something I see a lot in you. And I think a lot of other people within this program as well. And so basically what I want to ask here is where does your passion come from? Is it, is it from art or was the passion always there and you express it through your art? I think it started in the beginning. I think everything starts with you. Everything starts with us. So, you know, it was a way of expression myself and getting all my energy out but i think in time then i started realizing that it was connecting with life you know and with things in life that people can relate to especially things that are personal places and things that they see and then that eventually it got into god that eventually became my faith i think bringing god into it and i think that was the fun part because you know um talking about being creative and i'm not saying to change uh, the vocabulary, because I use that term all the time. But what I learned when I was studying the scriptures was that the word create in the Bible is only used of God. And I really studied the word, what did it mean to create? Well, to create is to bring something into existence that never existed before. And I always use my colored pencils, I got my paper, I've got my reference, I got my ideas, but I'm not able to just bring something into existence, to bring molecules and atoms, and they all come together. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think what I've learned with God is that he is the ultimate artist. Uh, you want to talk about realism? Uh, get a leaf and look it under a, a microscope and see how detailed it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, abstract, look at the sky, look at the water. Impressionism, you know, uh, realism, it's all there. So what I find now is you and I have been learning in business is to, is to partner with God. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I discuss my work with him. I look at the piece and go, how did that look? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I kind of try to tune into that. And uh, I, I think as I've done that, I've been more aware of uh, the details and the things that I know. But again, also, you have to develop your craft. You know, mm-hmm. you have to work at it. Like anything else, work is uh, the big deal. You don't get better at something unless you keep doing it over and over and over. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say practice make perfect. Other people say practice make permanent. Um, I feel like I'm starting to lean on the second one a little bit more now because it really is how you practice. Right. But, but bringing it back to what you were saying earlier about creating, I find that very interesting because I've been along that same route as well. Um, I got my degree in engineering. Yeah. A lot of the things I've realized is, and this is a basic physical principle, is you know, we cannot create or destroy matter. So we can't do either. And basically the way I see it, 
in just different terms as you say architect or designer i see it as a instructor right so or an engineer yeah that was the real uh, fun part uh, i know you and i had discussed this before but um i wrote this down um, because it really struck me when i was when i found this verse and it's in hebrews eleven ten, and it says for he looked for a city talking about abraham which hath foundations whose builder and maker is god and i looked up the word in the greek for uh, builder and it means architect or designer mm-hmm. so Abraham was looking for a city and a city is a community you know it's a place with people and he was looking for that place where the artist the arranger the designer that put it all together was God and you're talking about a city and I drew I just drew a recent image of um, a cityscape in Washington Heights and you're drawing you're making a city there's composition uh, there's color, there's design, there's math that's all involved with that. So I really love the idea when I do cityscapes and architecture that I think I'm, I'm trying to make a point to like the supernatural city, a supernatural place uh, to really inspire and to encourage people. And I think it's, you know, ultimately you want to give hope. Just like yeah. Abraham, you know, Abraham had that hope and he hasn't seen that city yet on the earth, but he will see that city. So I think that as artists, you know, you really try to encourage, inspire people and, and give them hope in life, in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, just picking out the word math that you had said earlier, that's what, you know, uh, Abraham was <clears throat> using and looking for an artist who's math. Have you ever heard of the golden ratio? I've heard of it, but I don't know. I, I do not recall what it, what it, what it is. Um, so it's also known as the Fibonacci sequence, oh, okay. but it's, it's pretty crazy ratio that's in all of life. Um, it's in our, mm. it's in our, uh, bones. It's in, um, like the leaves and you can see it everywhere. Um, and yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, shoot. Who is the guy that, uh, made the last supper? What was his name? Uh, Da Vinci. You know, yeah. Da Vinci. So Da Vinci used it in quite a few of his paintings. Wow. Yeah. He used a lot of math. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And so this conversation, you know, goes a little bit over my head, but there's uh, this book out there that I've been wanting to read, but he basically says that all of the world works harmoniously. Um, It's all connected through frequencies and it's all, yeah. And there's some scientists out there that say the chaos theory that everything's actually chaotic. Well, this guy makes a really good case that it's actually all synchronized. And it's all, you know, perfectly fit together. And it's just what we see as chaos. We can't actually fathom yet. Right, right. But you and I, you know, we had, uh, was that the verse in Genesis where it says how God hovered over the darkness. Remember that? I think it was Jim was talking about that. Like, uh, he was working, you know, he was looking at the chaos and the stuff. And Well, how do I put it together? How do I organize it? And that's mm-hmm. <clears throat> thinking, it's planning, that relates, I think, to us a lot because there's a lot of chaos sometimes in our lives and we're trying to put our business or our personal life, our art and different things we're doing. And you, you got to kind of hover over all that. You got to kind of look at it all and, and think and plan and see, well, what do I need to do? You know, it's not just, I'm just going to wait and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait forever. You know, you have to, you have to pursue it. You have to go out and again the whole idea of partnering with god is you have to work at it yeah that's the nature of things you know? i think one of the 
biggest things that I've been discovering right now about God is within this co-laboring is he provides empathy. So he can always provide a solution because he's outside of the problem. Always. He's working with us through it. Okay. So it's like this sympathy is you're on a boat and you're both seasick. So you both know what it's like, but empathy is a person that uh, sees a person that's seasick, but they're not themselves. So they can offer a solution instead of just hurting with them. So I'm starting to realize that God is extremely empathetic um, for us. And he's always giving us a solution in our, you know, problems and trials. That that's a big deal. Um, I just looked this up because I think a big part of artists is the, the, the fear of failure. You know, I think for any kind of entrepreneur, when you're really venturing out there. And I was looking up, uh, Thomas Edison and a reporter had asked him how it felt to fail 1000 times. And he said, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. And he said, great success is built on failure, frustration, and even catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, well, you know. Uh, and I didn't know this, but like Einstein, he didn't speak until he was four years old. And he didn't read till he was seven. And yeah. With Einstein, you know. I heard I heard there was a story about Einstein where and I'm pretty confident this is true. I can look it up later. But his school teacher had diagnosed him mentally challenged and wrote a letter to his mother about it. And his mother wrote or read the letter to him and she changed the letter. She said that he was really smart, more intelligent than everyone else type of thing. And Mm -hmm. so they were they were saying that that's what really um, propelled him to be who he is. Or was yeah. that that's a big deal a big part of uh i think success is that failure is you mm-hmm. need to see that you need to go through those things uh to learn and to learn what not to do how to make it better uh and i think it just gives you really uh, just perseverance to everything i mean you know as an athlete you know there's some guys that are you know naturally gifted but they still have to work you got to work out on the exercise you got to prepare your body you got to go over the, the training, go over the strategies and the steps, you know, a million times over and over and over until it becomes a part of you. Uh, same thing with the dancer. You know, they have to learn the basic steps. They got to build those muscles and then they can do the more difficult things. Uh, and I think that's pretty much a principle in life and singing too. You know, you, you do the exercises 10 million times over and over and over again until you get it. I know, um, you know, we're both fans of Whitney Houston, and she worked like a like a fiend. She worked mm-hmm. every day really hard on her voice and what she was doing, and that's a big part of it. Practicing, I think, and it's always always seeing that hope before you. Yes, I can be successful. I can reach this level, and once I reach that level, okay, then I can go over here, climbing mm-hmm. that mountain. So I think that's very practical. Those applications to any entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And so just to keep, you know, digging at the failure concept, I think a lot of people know what they have to do to become successful. They're just not willing to do it because of that failure. Um, And it really does come down to a few things. In my opinion, it comes down to passion, comes down to the willingness to be wrong. And is what you want worth 
the sacrifice that's going to happen. Like you're going to get rejected. You will fail. And I find this very common within Christianity. Um, they ask a lot of times, is it God or not? And what they're really asking is, <clears throat> am I going to fail? And the answer is you are going to fail, especially if it is God, because that's what it takes. So a lot of people want to know, okay, is this God or not? Because they don't want to fail. It's like, Hey, that's not how it works. I'm sure it is God. Okay. But you're going to fail and you just got to pick yourself up and continue to fail forward. Right. Right. If you don't, if you don't go through the situations, um, you'll never know what it's like. You have to go through it to really understand it and not just escape it. And mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, our nature, you know, we like to escape from things, you know, or the feelings of success, you know, uh, it's very easy when, um, somebody will share the podcast and say, oh, this, you know, artist so-and-so has been really successful and he's really reaching his audience, you know, and you first hear that and you go, oh, that's good, it's encouraging, and that's good. And then you hear it a second time and you go, okay. And then the third time you hear it, you know, I'll just tell you myself, the feelings of depression, I'm pissed and I want to murder the artist. And those yeah. natural <laughs> things, they go, hold on, wait a minute. Again, it's remembering that hope that, you know, they can do it. I can do it and I've got a good strategy. I have a good plan. I have a vision. I have all those things that I need to do my niche in place. And I just need to continue on that course and doing what I'm doing. And then when you would hear those things and those success, you go, you know, great. It's a whole different attitude, but it's just human instinct in us that we first hear that and we're struggling. We go, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. that? Me, you know? And, uh, yeah. If you deal with all those human I think as an entrepreneur, you know, everything in you, good and bad, comes out. You see it Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's why grace is so important, because you are going to compare yourself to other people. You're going to say why, you know, just like you were saying. And then you have to realize, okay, this is my journey. That's that person's journey. I'm happy for them. And the more you can get yourself to go that route, the more you're going to see yourself successful. Right. And, that, and it's yeah. so strange how that works. I think seeing also that what you have is so unique. I mean, it says in, in scripture that we're, we're members in the body in particular, those two little small words, because each one of us, we have our own gifts and our abilities. So there's no one like you. There's no one has been like you born before, and there'll never be another one like you. Some of your friends might just say, thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's true. I think you have to see yourself as that, in, as that uniqueness, but you don't see the uniqueness unless you go through the sweat, unless you go through the failure, unless you go through all those things, that's what comes out, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely, and that, there is a common nucleus to every successful person, truly successful person, oh, yeah. and that's God, it's willing to learn, confident expectations, um, and then knowing that uh, and this is what's really difficult for artists um when people reject a painting they're rejecting the painting itself not the person but wow. the artist puts their painting you know that is themselves that's their heart on that piece of paper or that canvas right. so it's really hard to understand that the consumer isn't rejecting you but for the artist as the creator that's what it yeah. feels like I think for a lot of artists too, the whole business sense, the whole business, the marketing freaks them out and you got to learn it, you know, and it's a step-by-step -step thing. You know, I have a, 
a mentor to say, Len, just you know, learn the Facebook, work with that, start learning that and growing it, and then move on to Instagram and then do this. And it's, it's like baby steps that you take. And I know so much more now than I did a year ago. And I, I think one of the great things is it's really important to surround yourself with people that are positive and encouraging and are good. Because who you surround yourself with, oh man, the people that'll, you know, like I said, suck your energy out or say things to you. And, you know, I mean, God really blessed me with some wonderful people. I'm working with an artist out in Austin, Texas, Kimberly Camerata. And we do our own uh, show, The uh, Sicilian Connection, we're both Italian, with our art and food. And we go back and forth. And she's really good technical. And I was really good with creative ideas. And we're, we're helping each other. And she's becoming more creative. And I'm becoming more technical. And I hooked up with a guy, a Manhattan photographer, Ben Asin, who does a lot of urban and architectural work. And we're going to start, I'll start doing his the work from his photographs so that we can either get in the podcast and together or do a show eventually when things open up. So, you know, as I put myself out there, it's like God put 20 feet, 100 feet more. But mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen unless I move forward. You know, it's the same thing like with Joshua. He said every... Every soul, that every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon is yours. But you got to walk it, baby. You, you got to right. step on there and start walking because otherwise it ain't going to happen. You know, and again, mm-hmm. I think it's that co-laboring, it's that partnership uh, that's so great because God will work with you as an artist. He'll work with you as a business person. He can put the right people there as you're seeking to help you. And you got a brain. And it will learn. You know, look at those yeah. It'll learn. Just take it one step at a time and it'll grow and it'll grow. And I think that's that's part of the excitement because once you learn it, you got it. You go, wow, I couldn't do that before. Now I can mm-hmm. do it. And then there's more, you know. So it's yeah. it, you're never in retirement because you know you're constantly right. moving forward because that's part of who God is too, is he's very proactive, he's very energized. It's always that dynamo, that dunamis moving forward and i think mm-hmm. that the thinking that i always have i have to learn more and if i have to learn more it's like okay well you know, what do we do next yeah so there's a really interesting conflict with the brain because the brain loves to learn but it hates being taught and i believe winston churchill has a quote like that and yeah. it's true because there's a learning curve but the interesting thing about the learning curve is once this is the best thing that you can do as a human being is learn how to learn. Because if you can learn how to learn, everything gets easier. So the learning curve actually goes down substantially if you know how to learn. And that is unique to quite a few people. Um, but there is some common cores there and we were discussing them a little bit before. But the more you learn, the more it gets easier. It really does. And it more becomes like a flow state type of thing. And you're really just on cruise control in a, in a really, really, really good way. Um, just, just to take this conversation a little bit different place, um, because every successful person has these types of moments, what was a moment for you where you knew, hey, I gotta, I gotta commit to this artist thing full-time, full goal, gas all the way down? Yeah, that was about three years ago. I, I had mentioned I worked in real estate for about 19 years and I was working for a top team. And about three years ago, my boss sat down with me and said, look, she said, you know, we're going to get you busy. And you know, I need to know that you're here with us. There'll be more time involved. And she was just honest with me and said, look, you're not going to really have a 
lot of time to your art. And I think I need to know, you know, where you stand because she knew I was involved with, you know, trying to do shows and I was working that. So I was doing my job and doing this. And she said, you know, what, what, what do you really want to do? Whatever you want to do, you know, we'll, we'll work it out. And it just, you know, it blurred, it just came out of me. I said, I want to do my art. And I think that was, I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. It just came out of me naturally. And it was a little scary because it meant branching out. But then uh, I said, okay, you know, what do I need to do? And I started working on the steps. I, I have one bedroom. I got a, a roommate. I'm out in the living room to help me pay rent. Uh, you know, I had some money put aside for retirement. And I pulled that out a bit, a bit. And I had unemployment. And that ended. But then I had the pandemic assistance. I mean, it's been one thing after another. I've been selling some of my stuff, you know. So I've seen that, yeah, this can be done. But mm -hmm. that was uh, a defining moment. That was a little scary because it was like, well, okay, what do you really want to do? And I had to make that decision. You know, I didn't want to put more time into the business. You know, it was a job for me. It was work. It wasn't a passion. This was my passion. I knew that, you know, five years old, I knew that. So uh, that was the most difficult, but it's been the most transforming for me because mm -hmm. I've grown into being much more confident in myself as a man, as an artist, more confident and trusting in God, and uh, not as afraid to try new things out. Before, yeah. I was more hesitant, and I'm on that roll, and I think uh, I needed to step out. I, I needed that. Yeah, and I think it's great to hear that. And like I said, a lot of people that become successful, truly successful, have those types of moments. And a lot of those times, those moments um, have this unknown this sense of adventure and like I said a lot of failure is gonna come your way but once we have the right idea of failure it it turns from being scared to excitement and that excitement I believe really starts to propel us further and like I said that once you learn how to learn right. things just get better um you start yeah. to like you said you start to become more confident you start to become more trustworthy of God and those things, I believe, are really the true, true joys of life, the true journey of life, um, yeah. because you'll start to understand, hey, yeah, we all want money. Like, that's <laughs> obviously a result of some things that are happening uh, that are good for entrepreneurs, and we need money, no doubt about it. But understanding who God really is, we seek these greater things, the kingdom of God. And, and a lot of verses will tell you that the kingdom of God is within you. So it's these creative ideas or architectural designing ideas that um, help you uh, exceed your faith a little bit um, because you're going to need faith to bring these ideas out and you're going to need to know that you're going to get rejected and you're going to fail. But that's a part of the beautiful journey. And like you said, that builds confidence. Right. That, that builds this this person that you are supposed to be that you actually truly crave to be and you can't get that by staying inside your comfort zone no, so no. exactly so what does the comfort zone really look like from a person that's breaking it <laughs> what does the comfort zone look like uh i mean for me it was really learning a lot more of the technical stuff that i was like oh god i can't do this you know and uh, I think learning, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of an e-commerce group called uh, Art Storefronts. They host my website, but they teach a lot of the business. So I think outside of the comfort zone for me 
was learning a lot of the, the technical things and you know putting the things together on the computer and putting the graphics and uh, and learning those things and how to how to promote my work and uh, it was just, it was exciting because I didn't think that I could do it so the comfort zone was doing that uh, it was also pushing myself I think in my art to do more things that I couldn't do over a year ago and I just finished a piece that I put on uh, yesterday on uh, the Facebook group in Northern Manhattan that's a whole cityscape and I did that eight years ago I did it eight years ago and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now unless I had those you know, those years behind me. So I think it, it's as an artist, it is adventuring and looking at things that you think you couldn't do before and trying them again or going back to pieces, older pieces and doing them again and just seeing how, how it changes. A lot of artists will work on one piece and you know, a year later, two years later, go back to a George O'Keefe did it a lot and go back and you see how it changes. So. I, I think the art part of it was getting out of my comfort zone, um, leaving my job, uh, but then planning each day. Okay, I have to do this. Now I got to post this. Now I'm going to do my art. I'm going to draw. And I think getting out of my comfort zone was that diversity and just doing the multitasking, even though it's doing one thing at a time. The multitasking is okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go over here. Um, thinking of more creative ideas of marketing, which come as you learn the basics and as it, it grows. So I think uh, doing all those things and speaking more to people about what I do with confidence and uh, not being afraid to put myself out there. And like you said, hey, if they don't like it, they don't like it, so what? You know what, they don't like it. There's somebody else that likes it. <laughs> and there's always gonna be someone that, you know, that either you know, love your work or hate it and then everything else in between, you know? But if you're honest with yourself and I think it's knowing your craft uh, and, you know, for a while I had, to just, I, had, I had to, I wasn't sure about what I was doing. I would try things out. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't work. But as I kept doing it, I started understanding what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. The process, when I put it on the paper, what I wanted, and what was going to happen as I blended the colors and as I drew this. So I think that's also getting out of my comfort zone is to be comfortable uh, and to grow with things that I, I couldn't do before. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to push yourself and see yourself grow, see yourself change, see yourself become a, a better artist, a better business person, uh, a better encourager and a friend and a mentor and you know all those things. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone listening out there, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to to learn, right? Just pick up an instrument or, or literally a pencil and, and start writing. If you like to write, all you, you know, you can do your own lyrics to a song or something like that. There's so many avenues to express your your own, you know, designs and stuff like that and your own creativity. I think it's important for people to have that. Um, because a lot of times we drown ourselves out with media and, you know, these luxury entertainment things. But uh, we talked a lot about how to handle failure, which is important. Um, but how do we handle success? I don't think we, people talk about that enough. Um, how do I handle success? Let me look back at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> because you're putting it all out there for me there. Let's see here. Um, the success. 
I think that I look at what I did that was right. I look at, okay, what was the difference between the failure and the success? And I want to repeat that over again. And I want to be, I think there's a, there's a gratefulness, there's an excitement about it. Um, and I know, okay, I have the success now. I might fail in some other things. And that's okay, because I know the success will come again uh, as I hang in there. And that's something that I've been learning is that the people that are successful are the ones that hang in there for the full run. Mm-hmm. The more you stay in there, the closer you are. And I know um, a really uh, successful entrepreneur that said to me that he just he knows many people that like they were, you know, almost there and then they quit. And he said, I was there many times where I wanted to quit, where I'm tired. And I, I just kept pushing forward. And then I saw the success. So I think the big thing with success is seeing it all the way through the profit, all the way through what you have to do. And it's being grateful for it. And, um, you know, it's, it's not being afraid to uh, like jump off the Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay, I got this. Hey, I'm higher now. I can jump off and I can try this. Mm. So I think it's not just rewarding when you see that desire come to pass at the different proverbs. It's just so satisfying. It just builds you up more so that if things don't go right with other things, you go, eh, I can do it again. Yeah. God'll help me. I can work this out. I've got my brain. I have my abilities. I have Holy Spirit. And I can do it. I can do it again. So uh, I think that's the attitude of it. And it's not possessive. I have to have this because I have this. This makes me worthwhile. This is who I am. I've got to have this. You know, there's a there's a great uh, you might remember an old, old Donald Duck cartoon. I love Donald Duck. Donald Duck, and he had this pearl, and like he found me at the pearl, and he was like, he like, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, 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 mine. mine. <laughs> yeah. That was clothing. It was like, you know, you you learn to let go. Mm-hmm. I think there's a freedom that when you have it, that you're satisfied. It's like, okay, now, what do I do next? Yeah, and I think, I think you really hit the nail on the head with a few of the things that you said. Um, because what I'm learning, and this is why I believe God is so important, especially once you have success, because I realized that to continue in a successful uh, pattern, you have to realize that it wasn't truly you in the first place. Like we said, we never uh, create anything. So uh, in my mind, it's like, well, and then I can't lose it. So I never really had it. I can't lose it. So it's just continually receiving the ideas that God has, you know, given you and using that same successful learning pattern to manifest the ideas that God keeps giving you. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, there's, I've been in a few places where we've had immediate success Mm. and then, you know, following, you know, a couple of weeks or months, we'll hit some failure. And it's because we, we stopped the pattern of success because we thought, you know, we made it or whatever. Um, we got distracted. And that that type of mentality really builds in the failure process, I believe. Uh, because once you learn how to fail forward, you'll learn how to continue to be successful. Um, and once you get that success, um, the, it, won't, it won't be like this dramatic, oh, I've made it type feeling. Yeah. It'll be more so of a, okay, 
this is great. Now let's keep it expanding. Let's keep helping people. Let's keep um, the pattern that works and compounding on it. So that way everyone can be a part of the success. That's the part you and I have been learning about. It's great that you have it and then you want to let go of it. You want to be able to share it. So, you know, if you can help, but I always imagine when I make money, I can have like a fund or something or a program uh, to help up, up and coming artists like in Northern Manhattan and have the money for that. Uh, there's a, a guy you know, that does a mission ranch for, uh, for vets that have been hurt and stuff. But, you know, it's, it supports and helps the vets. So, and there's things in my community, you know, so there's all those things when you have the success and the finances that you're able to share that and let it out. Mm-hmm. So there's a point where it, it's, it's inward and you're receiving and you're receiving, but then you got to let it out. You got to let it out. And I think there's a lot of fear that people have when they let it out. What's with nothing? What am I got? <laughs> nothing here, God. You know, mm-hmm. now you're going to get more because it's that flow and it's that cycle that as you, as you know, as you're giving, you're receiving and you're being smart with your money. You're saving it, you know, you're investing it, but you're also putting it out. So uh, I think all of that is what makes the joy of success is that when it pours out of you and you see how it affects others around you and it changes their life like it changed yours. Yeah. And the more I've been thinking about it, the more I realize success is like a river. It's always flowing. Um, I just think a lot of the, the process is finding that river. And then, you know, like Jim Baker says, letting that river continually flow once you find it. Right. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. I, you know, a lot of people think we have a finite amount of resources and that going back to that comparing thing, <clears throat> we feel like when that guy makes it, well, we just lost because right. he, <clears throat> because we have a finite amount of resources. Well, yeah. that's, that's not true. Once you realize that it's a river and it's big enough for everyone, you'll think differently about that guy becoming successful and you'll think differently about your um, adversity that you're facing in your own journey. Right, right. Can I let people know too where they can find me? Okay. <laughs> uh, if you want to see more of my art, you can go to El Chicho, which is L C I C I O art, A R T dot com, you know, www. That's my way, my main website. And on Instagram, it's just Len Chicho, L E N C I C I O. And you can look up my name on Facebook, Len Chichio. I have Len Chichio Fine Art. That's my business page. And just Len Chichio is my Facebook. So Len Chichio is all out there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. So uh, what's your what's the favorite piece of art that you've done? Uh, I think, Josh, there's so many. I know what I love doing is I do a lot of um, geometrical abstract designs. And I did one that was called, um, I think, a geometrical, um, geometrical patterns uh, in the heavens. Mm. And that's one of my things that I had. There's all these geometrical patterns. Because, again, I'm really fascinated by geometrics. Uh, they're one of the basic, basic uh, forms of drawing that mankind did. Uh, and I know, like, a circle would represent a lot of community, harmony, uh, God. So... There's things in simple geometric patterns that I think are very uh, soothing and comforting when people see that, those patterns that kind of flow, but it can also be very edgy and hard, you know, depending on what you want to do. But I think um, 
that's one of my favorite things right now are doing these geometrical patterns that have a kind of an abstract and a, a supernatural quality to them. So you could have a whole section on my website that's called um, Design Patterns. And when you go on that, it's right on the website. I have, I think it's Manhattan Landscapes, um, Architecture, and I have Design Patterns. And in the Design Patterns, you'll see all these different geometrics that I do. So there's a lot of ideas. I mean, I love doing that. I love doing the cityscapes again with the architecture. So I think that as an artist, it is, you know, you're, you're constantly growing, you're changing. Uh, you're never there. You're always moving forward. So mm-hmm. there's different things at different times that appeal to you more, you know, at that time in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So just to bring it back, I believe it in one of your original answers, um, the message that you like to convey in your paintings is hope. So yeah. what, does, what, does, what does hope mean to you and why is that relevant in what you want to convey? I think the hope, I mean, ultimately, what I was reading before about Abraham, that I think that the designs and the architecture uh, would draw them in and make them see something that is more than just the geometric and the architecture, that there's something peaceful, powerful, encouraging. Uh, When I do my architecture, I think of that city of God. So I take all the colors that are there. When I do the subways, people will tell me, God, you make the make the subways look like movies so beautiful. <laughs> it's like you no know, uh, all I did was I looked at the light that was hitting the steel and I saw a little bit of blue, a little bit of purple. I saw the light on it change and I took that to another level. And I also saw it as when it was brand new what it looked like. So I'm giving it the quality of those colors. And as you know, colors have uh, a lot of biblical significance, uh, you know, with um, blues and with reds and they, they give off certain feelings so i use those colors to give off those atonement the healing quality the power uh, all those different things so i think the hope again is to make people look forward to something that is encouraging that is positive that you know god is ultimately there they might not always see that but they feel good when they look yeah. at it and when it's in their home I wanted to, when they come back home from a, from a long day, whatever, that they can sit back with a glass of wine, vodka or something, you know, and they can just go, wow, they feel really good that it just brings life and it brings hope into their home. So that's what I really want to do. Yeah, that's a phenomenal answer. I can tell why you have such passion for art with a, hearing an answer like that. It's great. Sure, sure. Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to do one more plug before we wrap up here? Uh, yeah, I guess just, again, just remind people <laughs> that they can, they can now find me at uh, www.lcicioart.com is my website. Uh, I also have, uh, besides the original artwork, there's prints that are really high quality. There's a whole bunch, I didn't mention, I have scarf designs that I do that are on there with a link to Etsy. And there's tote bags and there's greeting cards and there's t-shirts in all different colors at my website. And on Facebook, my business page is uh, Len Chichio Fine Art. And you can just look up Len C-I-C-I-O for the Instagram site. You know, nice. that's, that's the plug for that. For sure. And I'll put a little plug on, on this link here once I post this. So. 
There'll be plenty of ways to get to learn Tichio's art. It's very great. I've seen it. It's amazing. You definitely know what you're doing. I can see the hope and passion of what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Excited for the things to come. Yeah, thanks for me and for having me on here. And I think it's really exciting, you know, how you you made a shift and you changed what you were doing. And, you know, you're you're so young and you're doing it so well now. I guess imagine five years from now where you're going to be, my gosh, you're going to be, you know, viral. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan. Gosh, Malone, you know, but (laughs) it's exciting. It's exciting. So thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. I'm, I'm honored to be on your podcast. Absolutely. Thank you.